to St. John's Sermons, a podcast from St. John's Lutheran Church, North Prairie, Wisconsin, a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We offer this podcast with the loving encouragement to use it as a supplement to your own regular reception of the Lord's gifts of forgiveness and life in word and sacrament on the Lord's day. The Lord bless your hearing of these sermons. St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Getting into a boat, Jesus crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid. And they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, it's one thing to observe how other Christians are somewhat careless in how they speak of faith. That's what we've been doing uh, quite a bit here, this particular series. Now, though, in this third week in Lent, it's time to look a little more deeply inward. On Sunday, we saw Jesus get angry over the condition of the temple, which was a judgment of the condition of God's own people. The Jewish religious leaders, as well as many ordinary lay people, did not see the need for a Messiah. The people who thought they were God's own people didn't need God's own Messiah. They could tell you, on the other hand, what a bunch of sinners everybody else was. They were good at that, and so often, so are we. Today we turn our attention to how we, within our own Lutheran confession, have sometimes misspoken and misunderstood our faith. We're not doing this series just to make sure we're right, or just to make sure that others know we're right. Sometimes it's really not enough to be right. Indeed, being right can be a good excuse to be wrong, at least in how we express our rightness. And this, it seems to me, is one of the occupational hazards, at least for me, of being a lifelong Lutheran. I've learned how to be right. (laughs) Faith and love go together, friends. Doctrine and practice go together. And if we're good at getting our ducks in a row... Then let it always be said of us that it was for the good of others and the good of all that we lined up those ducks in the first place. Tonight we won't be examining the poor doctrine of others. Tonight we're going to look into our own hearts. You see, in our miracle this evening, what's hard for us to see is how wrong Jesus is. He was in error. The scribes had him dead to rights. He had violated a pretty sacred rule 
only God can forgive. Jesus was acting like God. And well, that's idolatry. And the scribes called him out on it. They were right. He was wrong. It's pretty cut and dry. Now, we might be tempted at this point to wonder what in the world is wrong with these scribes. I mean, don't they get it? Don't they understand how, it, how it, it's they who are wrong? Clearly, Jesus is God. We know that. Surely, he can forgive sins. What's more is that we know also he's given us the task of forgiving others who have wronged us. Don't they understand that the whole only God can forgive rule was maybe wrong in the first place? But to come to that sort of rush to judgment would be to actually fail to test this text throws at us. You see, whether it was we who are right or it is the scribes who are right, the willingness to judge the wrong one is the one thing all of us have in common. It's almost as if if we're trying to say, I can find out what's wrong with you faster than you can find out what's wrong with me. Now here's where we Lutherans are right. We're right to teach faith as a gift of God, and we've been doing that all Lent. We're also right to emphasize the importance of getting our doctrine right as part of the faith. But, is getting it right without a real care and concern for the ones who maybe don't get it right, either through ignorance or through a deliberate uh, misunderstanding, Is getting it right without a real care and concern for them really getting it right? Is it just about being right while others are clearly wrong? Or is it about loving people enough to care for them and help them learn what is right? Maybe the question is as simple as, can you be right and still be wrong? And finally... Where does the miracle of restoring the man's legs come into this discussion, if at all? (laughs) Maybe Jesus is teaching us to be wrong. Or at least to be right in ways that the world doesn't recognize. It's probably correct that Jesus fully understood what he was doing when he forgave the paralytic his sins. That's the first thing he did. He didn't heal him. He forgave his sins. And it's right and correct to observe that Jesus knew who was in the room. Jesus was well aware of the fact that there were scribes in the room who were about to, who who at any second could go postal if Jesus even says the word forgiveness. He knew this. He knew what he was doing. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. He was choosing to be wrong. He was choosing to be wrong in order to show everyone what right really looks like. Right is not simply getting the facts straight. Right, for Christians, should be understood as right yes. <laughs> Catch that? Right yes. Right chess. No, it's not a joke. I'm not waiting for a laugh. But that's what right really means. Is it about getting the facts straight? Sure. But it's about getting them straight out of love for a world which is so easily deceived into error by Satan. And what he's so good at doing is getting us to be wrong while all the while thinking we're right. And this has eternal consequences. 
It's only the same word which created the world that's at stake here. But this whole right-wrong thing is not some protracted centuries-old argument on doctrine. It's about God's gift of faith and God's gift of Christ. That day, with a, with, a, with a paralyzed man as his visual aid, Jesus was making a sad situation right again. He did it, though, by taking the role of the one who was in the wrong. But then the forgiveness, which got him in trouble, leads to actual healing. When the paralyzed man dances away, I mean, I asked you last week when we talked about the deaf man, what do you think was the, the most amazing thing the man ever heard for the rest of his life? It was probably the first thing he heard, which was the voice of his Lord. Now, you have a man who's not been able to walk, and now he's able to walk. My guess is he ain't just walking anymore. He's running, he's dancing, he's doing whatever. And as he dances away, it probably left a few of those scribes in the room wondering, and maybe asking to themselves, was I wrong? You know, Jesus would do this again. He would take the role of being wrong. By now, you ought to know where this is going. He would take the judgment of the Sanhedrin, who were always right. They were always right. You dast not tell them they're wrong. He would take on their judgment. He would go to the cross, and he would die a judged man. You know, if that paralytic was pretty impressive what he's, with what he experienced that day of his healing, he ain't seen nothing yet. Now, all of this is grotesquely wrong. The only innocent man ever to live, the spotless Lamb of God, gets declared wrong and put on a cross and crucified. Don't you dare tell humans they're wrong. That can get you killed. But in that death, Jesus was making the creation right again. He was making his people right again. And his resurrection would demonstrate that rightness in spades. But our Easter victory is not about rejoicing in a sort of factual data-based righteousness over against others, or rightness over against others. It's rather about giving God's righteousness to all and bringing them all into God's forgiveness, His new life, His eternal life, and His resurrection. It's all about getting made right by Christ. Because we're so wrong, we can't do it on our own. It's all about getting it right for the sake of Christ and for the good of the whole world. It's about a God who is willing to be judged wrong only to make the world right again. The scribes said Jesus was wrong for forgiving the paralytic his sins. Can I just say that if forgiving someone their sins is wrong, if forgiving you your sins is wrong, then this pastor does not want to be right. 
And the paralyzed man dancing away from the scene in our text, well, there's nothing wrong with him. His legs are working just fine. And so is the faith he just received. Because he just got made right by our Jesus. So, come to the service on Sunday and approach Jesus at this altar. His body and blood are there. And they are going to make everything right again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This podcast is a service of St. John's Lutheran Church in North Prairie, Wisconsin. For more information, including locations, service times, and links to other Lutheran agencies, please visit our website at www.stjohnsnp.org. That's www.stjohnsnp.org. Theme music performed by Mr. Philip Magnus.